You're listening to Toss Out the Rules podcast, where we bring together influential people from all walks of life. Defining their success with their own rules and sharing their stories the way they want to. This is Kelly Fernandez and Alessia Danielle, two girls with no rules and leaders in our industries of business and health and wellness. As master networkers, we love to connect and cultivate relationships. We've realized everyone has a story to tell and there's no right way to success. Our mission is to empower your individuality, awaken your purpose, and up-level your life to live a life of authenticity. So tune in every Tuesday for groundbreaking inspiration. Get ready to open your mind and toss out the rules. Kate Scudder is a business coach and success catalyst for driven, bold-hearted women who want it all. Global impact, bursting income, and the legacy that comes from building a movement bigger than themselves. As CEO of her own online business coaching empire, she leads inspired lady entrepreneurs in the fight to courageously making their dreams a reality. Today, she shares with us her story and how she earned a multi-six-figure income while traveling the world and tips to elevating your impact and income. Follow her at Kate Scudder on Instagram. Instagram, and definitely take her Zone of Genius quiz on her website, katescutter.com. We are so excited to have you on here um, with us after. So um, really funny story. Last week, I was talking to um, someone, Krista, I believe, from your PR agency. And ironically, we were also talking to um, someone who went by the name of Caitlin, um, spelt like in the beginning the same way. And she had her PR uh, agent reach out to us. And so at like midnight, um, Chris and I are texting back and forth like, yeah, we're really excited about tomorrow. And she's like, Alessia, I just talked to my client. And this is the first we've like talked about toss out the rules. So we don't have anything scheduled for tomorrow. So it was just this really weird coincidence of having a Krista, a Caitlin, a Krista and a Kate all scheduled to do uh, an interview on toss out the rules. So total abundance there, but just very, very bizarre. Um, so how did you how did you come across toss out the rules and um, and then we want to just dive in and just pick your brain about so many awesome things. Yeah, for sure. So I first found out about toss out the rules. I can't remember if it was somebody who recommended it to me or I was reading um, a Facebook post or I was I might have been that I was tagged in a post in a Facebook group. Um, somebody actually tagged my podcast and there was like a list of other podcasts that people recommended and I saw yours and I just thought that was an interesting title. And so that's how I checked it out. That's awesome. Yeah, we love our title. Um, so Kate, if you want to just share a little bit about yourself um, and, you know, just kind of going off of like the questions that you had answered for us as well, um, you, we don't need to get into too much of like the rule you tossed out just yet. But if you want to share a little bit about yourself, how you came to be where you are, I know that traveling is a big part of your story and, um, you know, and then we can kind of just go from there. But I would love our, our audience and listeners to just know a little bit more about you as Kate Scudder and then Kate Scudder, the business coach. Absolutely. So, well, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. And absolutely. So as you said, Alessia, I am a business coach for women entrepreneurs. I My real specialty is helping women dial into their unique genius and build a profitable purpose-driven brand out of that business. So I started my business um, back in Bali. I was actually living abroad in Bali. I'm back in the States now, but I was living in Bali uh, when I started my business back in May of 2017. And 
you know, it's so funny because I, I didn't know that this is what I, I, I didn't know that first of all, that I was going to end up living in Bali. But secondly, I didn't know that this is what I was going to end up doing. And what I think is so cool about the process of building a business that's built on your gifts is that you you unfold a lot in the process. And I always say to my clients, I hear this question a lot, especially when women are like multi-passionate or coming to the table with a lot of different uh, skill sets and a lot of different dreams and desires and visions for what they can create. It's like there's this fear or this doubt of if I start here, I'm going to end up having to stay stuck here, but there's so much more that I want to bring forward. And my story is is very much one of starting somewhere and evolving as you go and as you grow. And, you know, I was able to scale my business to six figures in the first year, um, multiple six figures in under two years. And what I think is just so cool about the process of building a business is that you don't actually have to have it all figured out when you start, but you absolutely need to start if you want to go anywhere. So, um, you know, since starting my business, like I said, I've, you know, traveled all over. I was based in Southeast Asia for a while. I'm back living in the States now. And in addition to, you know, running group programs, high-end masterminds, um, and, you know, one-on-one coaching for my elite high, high-level clients, I also am a speaker. So I delivered a TEDx back in September. Um, I also do emceeing for events and uh, keynoting for different events. That's awesome. That's amazing. So when you were traveling, um, when was the moment that you, or I'm sure it was more than one, but what was like the pivotal point or aha moment for you that made you realize I want to be my own boss? Was it because you were like living abroad or, um, cause I know you, you had mentioned that your background and what your like trajectory for school was, wasn't necessarily to, to be a business coach. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess for me, knowing that I wanted to be my own boss, if I'm really honest, started when I quit my teaching job back in, when was that, 2015, 2014? Um, and before I got my ticket to fly to Bali for, I went for a women's leadership uh, and yoga teacher training, actually. But I, I, you know, I, I really had this strong sense of, okay, I've gone to the best schools I could possibly go to, to be educated. I've gathered all this information. I've done a lot of personal development work. Why do I not feel fulfilled? And there was this moment when I felt, I felt strangely guilty for feeling unfulfilled. And I think a lot of women face this when, you know, there's this inkling or this kind of tugging at our soul that's like, I'm made for more than this. I want to do more than this. And, you know, I had that feeling when I was getting up every day, you know, at five something to go teach at a school and stand in front of a classroom. And, you know, I loved being in front of the room and I loved inspiring young minds, but I didn't want to be teaching in a, in a high school for the rest of my life. I knew that I was meant to teach and to impact and to serve at a much higher level, but I didn't know what that looked like. So certainly fast forward being in Bali, um, I ended up staying and moving to Bali because I met my now husband there, which is a whole other story, very eat, pray, lovey, but uh, also just real life and freaking amazing, um, is, you know, I started to notice, okay, wow, this is possible. What would it be like for me to create something where, I aim, where I'm able to carry forth that passion for serving and for teaching and inspiring others, but to do it on my terms and in my way? And I think it's a combination of both my skill set and uh, uh, you know, listening to that voice that said, what if it could be another way? And I think that 
we leave so much potential untapped when we refuse that voice, when we ignore that voice that says, hey, what if it could be different? What if I could do it this way? And I want to be really clear for your listeners that, you know, that didn't mean that I had it all figured out. That didn't mean that I knew at all how I was going to do it, but it did mean that I had space and I was willing to be patient enough to give it a chance. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, the fact that you were, it just kind of all aligned and it seems like at the perfect time and you were able to just take that leap of faith and just start this business is just, just very inspiring and just, you know, you just went for it. Kate, how long have you been um, in business for? Yeah. So I started my business in May of 2017. So about two and a half years now. Wow. That's incredible. So we have so many um, listeners that come from different places. And I love that a lot of the guests that we interview we're on a different path before they started their business, right? You don't wake up one day and and you're not born. You're not a, you're not born a leader and you're not born into a business most of the time. Um, So it's really that like ugly but rewarding transition of going from feeling like you're made for more, like acknowledging that like, yes, I can do this. And yes, I want to do this, letting go of that guilt. And then, and I love that this is like what you had chose as like a topic that you're passionate about is like nailing your niche. Because um, some people I think, I think now, right now with, especially with our generation, having your own business is very glorified. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people hear time freedom and you can live life on your terms and do all of this, not realizing there is good old fashioned work that goes into it. Um, There's a lot of ups and downs, but also not just having a business to have a business. I don't know if that makes sense to you at all. Um, but maybe if you could talk about like how you really nailed down and, and, um, became very clear about what you wanted to do and what that transition looked like for you. Absolutely. So I think this whole topic of niching or niching, however you want to say, I say niche, um, is, is so important for entrepreneurs, especially in this day and age, especially for the entrepreneurs who I think probably most of your listeners, I would imagine, identify to some degree to being multi-passionate. So, um, you know, having, having certain different expressions of your personality that want to come through your brand, but also feeling like, oh, is that allowed? If I'm a, you know, a business coach, am I allowed to show myself? running in the morning because I'm not a health coach or am I allowed to give away my green smoothie recipe because I'm not a health coach? You know, I see that all the time of, I don't want to confuse my audience. And I just want to say, listen, guys, like you're making it way more complicated than it needs to be to me. Um, and I teach a whole course on this called nail your niche, but to me, niching is so simple. It's about identifying number one, what is the problem that you are the most passionate about solving for your people? And what is the promise? So the solution to that problem that you provide them. And third thing is, what's your point of difference? How do you do it in a way that is different, that is distinct, that is unique from everybody else? And guess what? Just by the virtue of the fact that you are you, no one else is you, no one else has your stories, no one else has your lived experience, no one else has the unique combination of of personality and skill set and, and stories and everything that you bring to the table, you could solve a problem that XYZ other brands solve. You could deliver a similar 
coaching package or course or product or solution that someone else does. But guess what? When you combine that problem that you solve, the promise that you offer and your distinct point of difference, there is literally nobody else to compete with you. And I think this is such an important mindset for entrepreneurs to get in their head because I know that one thing that really plagues a lot of new entrepreneurs and even experienced entrepreneurs is this feeling of imposter syndrome is this feeling of am I do I really have a space at the table is there really room for me there's already so many people doing this so when I work with clients on niching the first thing that I ask them to do is to get extremely clear you know forget the ideal customer avatar worksheet but get extremely clear on what's the problem that you solve you know if and I see this a lot particularly Really not to not that there's anything wrong with life coaching. There certainly isn't. And I actually started there in my business. I called myself a radiant living school coach and all a radiant living coach. I have a program called Radiant Living School, but I started off uh, really helping women step into the embodiment of their most radiant selves. And that evolved into the business coaching platform that I have here. And I'll I'll talk through that process. But the problem that I started off solving for my clients was I'm feeling blocked, I'm feeling self-doubt, I'm feeling Feeling like there's limiting beliefs and limiting behaviors stopping me from being in the expression of my most powerful radiant self. And I want to get out of that. And so the solution that I offered was a coaching package and a distinct process. I call it the DARE method, um, define, align, refine, expand. And that's the uh, framework that we move through inside of Radiant Living School to help them embody that most radiant self. Now, what was really interesting is in the beginning, all of my private clients that I would do this work with would get to this place of being like, Hey, all right, I'm good. Like I'm out the other side. I'm all in. I feel lit up. Now I want to build something with this. Now I want to do something with this. And so even in my very earliest clients before I officially, you know, was business coaching, called myself a business coach, frankly thought I would ever do that. um, I was coaching women through the process of branding themselves, of creating their first offers. You know, a lot of my background, um, I have a master's in education, a lot of that background in building out curricula, building, you know, unique learning models and um, crafting programs. I started to teach really, really early on in my business. And I thought, wow, okay, so let me refine my niche, my, my, area that I really want to focus on the problem that I feel most passionate about helping women solve is yes, step into that power, but then do something with it. And that's how my business kind of evolved. And I wanted to share that story because I think that a lot of women feel, oh, if I start off in one niche, there's no room for me to grow. Or if I start as this, I can't possibly grow and evolve. And it's like, look at every single brand out there, every brand out there. If you go back Mm -hmm. five years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago, a year ago, they were, their message there's going to be similarity, but there's constant refinement and growth. And so I think that the most important place to start is what's the p- problem that you are the most passionate about solving right now and start there. Yeah. No, that's powerful. It's so powerful. I mean, I personally have done the client avatar, but I love how you've broken it down to be even more specific. And so what are some recommendations that you, you know, tell your clients in order to find more of, you know, what problems are looking for, or not problems are looking for, but problems are trying to solve. To solve. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you know, you're, you kind of 
went into it a little bit with the limiting beliefs and, you know, seeing what's blocking you personally. So if you could share more about maybe that process even deeper, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I really like to think of, and this is the thing that we cover in the first module of Nail Your Niche, is that there's a very big difference between problems and pain. Mm -hmm. And here's what I mean by that. So a problem is I have limiting beliefs stopping me or I, you know, can't figure out how to write copy or whatever, like whatever the problem is in your business or in your life or whatever problem you solve for your people, right? A problem is I feel like I'm, you know, 20 pounds overweight and I want to lose weight or I don't feel energized in my body, like whatever problem that your business focuses on solving. Um, the pain is what ripple effect. So I want you to ask yourself this for everybody who's listening to this. If you solve a particular problem, okay, just narrow it right down. What's that core problem that you solve? So for me, I help women who are struggling to grow their businesses, who are not signing the clients they want to sign. They're not seeing the growth in income or impact. So that's the problem. The pain looks like this, looks like a very specific way that that problem is playing out in their life. So for example, what, and this is something that I tell my clients to do is really like get into the shoes, get into the mindset, get into the lived experience and reality of your ideal customer who's living that pain. What is she going through right now? So as an example, if the problem is I'm not signing clients, the pain is feeling like I don't even know if I'm going to be able to, you know, fly home for my dad's birthday because I don't have enough money to do it or I have to let go of this team member because cash flow is so tight. Or, you know, let's say that the, let's say you're a health coach and you solve, you help people solve the problem of unhealthy eating patterns, right? Like you, the pain might be something like, you know, spending yet another weekend, like in a shame spiral, because like you stuffed your face with Doritos Cool Ranch all weekend, like whatever the example is, like there is a distinction between quote unquote pain points, which are really just problem points, things that your people are struggling with and the way that that is impacting their lives in such a painful way on the day in and day out. And so the first thing that I have them do is to really make a list of thinking about, okay, if that's the problem that they're experiencing, how is that playing out in their life? Because people don't look for solutions to problems. They look for solutions to pain. They want the way out of that thing because they don't want to feel it anymore. And so that's really the place that we need to pay attention to is grounding the problems that we help people solve in real life, like lived tangible experience. Because if we're just lift, listing off some lofty problem points, we're not going to emotionally connect with our people and emotional connection and is, is the foundation of, of sales. It's the foundation of any kind of good business and not just sales, but, you know, uh, customer retention, growing your audience, all of that comes back to the feeling of, do your people feel heard? Do they feel seen? Do they feel understood? And if we're just glossing over what their real struggle is with a, an unemotionally connected set of problem points, you're missing the opportunity to connect with them, number one, and number two, offer them a solution through whatever it is that you're selling. Absolutely. And also to when you speak to it in that way, when you say problem pain, at the end of the day, you're also adding value, right, to your clients or, or prospective clients. So not only like I, you know, I tried to think of a 
a profession or a business that maybe isn't so involved around emotion, right? Eating healthy, coaching, things like that. But a photographer, for example, maybe um, it'd be a little difficult for someone to find the pain or the problem that they could solve for somebody. But really, it could you can deep dive into that and go, okay, I'm a brand photographer. I'm looking to help people grow their brand. Like you're going to be adding value to them to eliminate the pain of maybe them not being where they want to be in their business or feeling confident in their pictures. I was just going to say, like, I think, you know, every time I've hired a photographer, I haven't, I was thinking about that this, this year that it's built my personal confidence in myself by taking those photos. So if you're listening Mm -hmm. as a photographer, you're very valued, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, just little things like that, that when you, when you really break it down that way, and I love that you, explained the difference between problem and pain, because I think the pain is just, you know, diving deeper into what that issue might be, or that problem might be, or that hurdle might be. But at the end of the day, you're coming out with added value. Mm -hmm. So that's really, really incredible. You can also, I mean, when you pinpoint the pain, you're seeing where that person is like their thought processes with their decision making. Mm -hmm. And that and then how you can explain your benefits as a someone in the service world, or if you have a product to fulfill that, you know, what the benefits are so that it allevi- alleviates, I'm having so much trouble today, um, any pain that they are feeling or, you know, encountering. Yeah. So it's definitely a very important process as a business owner to go through that because then you're really focusing on who you are, what's your mission, and how you provide those benefits to your clients. So um, you had also written to us about how you're very focused on like service focused sales. Do you want to go into more about, um, you know, more like diving deeper into right, what that, that topic? Means, yeah. yeah. Okay. Did we lose her? Oh, I got oh. you now. I don't know what happened. I lost you for a second. Um, oh. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to talk about that. And well, you know, it really builds on everything that we've just been talking about. Right. To me, you know, when you can get on the same level as your client and understand what it is they're going through, what their what their pain is and the solution that they're looking for, and you've built out an offer, whether it's a product or a service that helps them solve that problem and get to the other side of that problem and get out of that pain. I I don't think there's any other way to look at sales other than a service focused initiative. Like selling is giving people the pathway to what they need. It's giving people the opportunity to say, Hey, wow, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Yes. Like I'm in, get get me signed up. I want to do this. And I think a lot of the time, especially for women, selling can feel like this awkward thing of, Oh, am I being manipulative? Am I being pushy? Am I, you know, am I just being like, I'll use, car sales many and I, you know, I'm, I'm such a strong advocate for selling is service. Selling is, in my opinion, it's the highest act of service that we can be in as entrepreneurs is giving other people, giving the people that we serve the opportunity to say yes and step into a container that's going to allow them to experience the transformation that they are looking for. Absolutely. And and that's such a great way to put it because, and we could do a whole episode on this, but it's what, it's your belief. It's your belief in what you're offering. It's your belief in yourself. And when you were talking about the pain and problem, what you don't hear in that is I'm selling something to someone just to sell it, Mm -hmm. or I'm starting a business just to start a business. You have something, you have an idea, you have, um, 
a service, you have an expertise, you have love and belief around something. And at the end of the day, it's okay and totally like understood of why you should be compensated for, um, for that, you know, for offering that service to somebody. And, and I mean, that just leads into the next thing of creating a loyal community, because when you do do that and you do it with belief and love and, um, you're going to have people that are influenced by you and want to follow you and, and want what you have to offer. And it's just absolutely. A- and I think one really important thing to remember is your people are watching you. Yes. Like they're learning yeah. from you, not just in what you're saying, but right. in how you, how you operate and how you treat yourself and how you, you know, deem yourself worthy. And if you're, if we're, I, I think we're like very out of the paradigm of, I have to martyr myself. I have hmm. I think we lost her. Like a pat on the back. Like I think it's so much more inspiring and so much more uplifting and so much more of actual service to, you know, step into our power and say, hey, like these are my gifts and I am here for you a million percent. And I, but I need to be poured into if I'm going to be pouring out at this high level and high capacity. And I think that especially as business owners, it's so important to remember this. And when you, you know, set your prices at the level that they should be set at and and, you know, of course, ensure that you're offering a quality service or product. And if you're not, and it's not selling, that's something that we need to look at. You know, it's not 100% belief. Belief is absolutely the foundation, but, um, and being sold on what it is that you're offering, you have to be the first person who's sold on it if you want to sell it to anyone else. But, you know, from there, if you truly want to, to build that momentum, if you truly want to make that selling natural, you know, it's so important to remember that you have to fill your own cup first. You have to be poured into. And I think that your people are, are going to respect you more and the community that you build will be so much more substantive because you're practicing what you preach. Absolutely. And this is such a, this really, is a high level conversation because each um, aspect of this conversation we're, ha- we're having could be, you know, just dissected and you could just really get into like the nitty gritty of each thing. Um, but something that I really caught my eye when I was on your website, Kate, was your quiz. And it's the zone of genius quiz and it's how to discover your niche and to elevate your impact, which ultimately is going to elevate your influence, which then also turns into elevating your income. So um, if you guys are listening and you're like, oh my God, I like, you know, you're peaked and you're that that door is open for you. um, And you want to learn more one totally reach out to Kate. Um, But take this quiz because it's really interesting in it. And it could get your juices flowing if you're whether you're at the point of you have an idea, um, but you don't know if it's, you know, you know, specific enough, or um, you do feel that way, but you just don't know how to elevate it. Like, I really think that that quiz can just get some juices flowing for um, for some people. So I wanted to just mention that because again, I mean, this this conversation could be so much, um, but that's why you have coaches. Because if you're, if anything of, of what we're talking about is, is, you know, getting you excited and getting your heart racing a little bit or that, or you feel that like little tug in your stomach. Um, this is why people like Kate exists because we all need someone, um, maybe that's not even in our industry to be a mentor, like an outside, an outsider, um, you know, to offer, offer like such an incredible advice. 
Well, thank you. I super appreciate that. And yeah, the zone of genius quiz is one of my favorites. And um, I, I appreciate you mentioning that it, it's connected to niching. And it's also connected to, you know, just really understanding your strengths. I think that um, a big thing that is challenging for a lot of people, not even just entrepreneurs is recognizing what we're good at. I love the exercise of, you know, asking some of your closest people around you, some of the mm-hmm. strengths that, that they see in you. And it's, it's a really powerful way to get that reflection. And so, yeah, the zone of genius quiz is another really powerful resource to understand a little bit more about what your strengths are, particularly so that you can apply it to your business and, you know, make sure that you're playing in your sweet spot and not trying to, you know, become an expert at something that uh, isn't necessarily your your strongest forte and how to leverage what your strongest forte is to create the most amount of success. Yeah. And just so you guys know, they're really fun questions. Um, I'll just give you one of the answers to one of the questions or options is you're mixing and mingling as the party matchmaker. Oh, have you met Dave? So <laughs> it's totally not what you think it is. It's really cool and fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so yes. check that out for sure. Um, I was channeling my inner, inner like Cosmo writer from the early 2000s as I was writing those. Like, you remember those early quizzes? Of course. Yeah, that's exactly what it made me think of when you're you're just like sitting at the hair salon, like, okay, I'll pick this up. And then you're, you know, you find yourself like finding a pen and, and scratching it off. And totally. So yeah, totally. Um, so Kate, we love to have all of our guests answer this one question. And um, so what rules or rule in life or in your business journey have you tossed out that has helped you or, or led you to where you are today? Yeah, I think, you know, more than anything, I can't even remember what I wrote to you guys now, but what more than anything, what I want to say is this, that success has to look one way. I mean, before we even started recording this today, I was like, um, is it okay that I'm just in a gold <laughs> face mask right now? Because I'm definitely sitting at my desk, just face masking also. And, you know, guys, like what I want to say is this: success does not have to look one way and success. If it's truly going to be sustainable, it actually has to look your way. You have mm-hmm. to build the thing your way. And so for me, you know, I tossed out the rule that I had to be living in the United States uh, in order to start a business that primarily served people from the United States. I tossed out the rule that I had to have you know, an advanced degree in economics or in business in order to start an online business. I tossed out the rule that, you know, if I was going to scale this thing, it had to look like XYZ person before me. And I really gave myself permission to do it my way. And I think that that is why I've been able to create so much success, build such a loyal community is because that authenticity and that permission is so, so, so powerful. So toss out the rule that it's got to look like someone else told you, toss out the rule that it's got to look any certain way that you read about, that you've heard about, that you've seen on Instagram and figure out how to do and build whatever it is that you're building in the way that lights you up the most. Because, you know, we talk a lot about sustainability in business and I think personal sustainability is such an important place to start. Like, are you burnt? Are you going to burn out? Are you set on a trajectory that's going to burn you out? Are you set on a trajectory that's going to make you resentful Mm -hmm. of this thing that you started? And I see so many women who start, uh, you know, their own business only to feel eight months into it, like they want to quit it because it's ruling them. And I think when you give yourself permission to do it how you want to do it and, and build it based on your strengths. So like when you've, when you know what those are, are you building it out in a way that's, that's serving you and serving your people? That's when you can really fly. Yeah. I mean, personal, a 
sustainability, I don't know what's, um, is definitely a very big topic that I don't think a lot of people talk about. It's true. You put all that effort in the beginning and then you're going and going and then you just don't know if this is meant for you and it might just you start be, to second guess it. Yeah. So I think that's such a great topic that we haven't even really heard, you know, those two words combined as much. Yeah. And it's just very, you know, important to just keep in mind that that might happen. And that might just mean that you need to pivot in your business and look at it from a different way and just see what needs to change in order for you to still be inspired and put effort into your business, but also have time for yourself and do the things that fuel you as a person. But we absolutely love all those rules that you tossed out because they all align with toss out the rules and what we believe it's, you know, living life authentically. It's about embracing your individual path. That's really why the podcast was started. So that's very exciting. Very aligned. Yeah. That's awesome. Incredible. Incredible. Kate, thank you so much. And and speaking of uh, success, you know, not looking a certain way, we had some technical difficulties for a little longer than we expected this morning. But, you know, that could be a great example of me and Kelly saying, you know what, podcast, it's just not for us. We can't handle this. And and throwing in the towel, which obviously we're not going to do, but it's just knowing, okay, how can you resolve this? How can I fix this? Who can I, who can I, um, you know, ask for help for if I, if you don't know what the answer is and just, you know, to keep going. Cause at the end of the day, when you look back at your story, it'd be pretty damn boring if it was just one, you know, linear line up. So, um, thank you for sharing that. We, we really appreciate you and your time. And so, um, you guys follow her at Kate Scudder on Instagram, definitely take her zone of genius quiz on her website, connect with her. Um, She's incredible. And I love that your journey started like not very long ago. I think that um, for a lot of people, they think they have to be like an expert in something for so long. So congratulations to you on all your you know success thus far. And I know there's going to be more coming. Um, and uh, yeah, so thank you so much, Kate. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an amazing conversation and uh, I really appreciate it. So thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>